Good morning, happy Monday, and welcome to this episode of Washington Live, powered by KCTC. I'm your host, Jaron Rosine. Our producer is Nick Steffens. Our publisher is Matt Bryant, and we are part of the Southeast Iowa Union. In a little bit today, our guest is Mike Marsden, the principal of the uh, Stewart School. Later this week, we'll have Zach Rosmus on Friday with County Conservation. Nick, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I slept for nine hours last night, like a rock. First time in... <laughs> probably since I was a baby and are you so not normally a nine are you like a seven or an eight or what's the seven and a half is like usually the sweet spot if I sleep eight then I'm groggy for some reason seven and a half is that that's so you found spot. your moment okay yeah, it was good well I've been going to bed earlier and being a better boy <laughs> not every like my I have four days of normal mm -hmm. three days of a little, little wonky <laughs> I have to switch yeah um, oh yeah my throwback so this weekend I worked it was like we traveled back in time 15 years and worked at Cafe Dodici with Dalica, who's a part owner there and lives in Iowa City now. This was our group. Uh, Ed and Isa had delayed flights from Germany, and I made the mistake or the good fortune of, like a month ago, I had drinks with Lorraine, the owner, mm -hmm. and Julie, and talked about how I missed working there or like <laughs> loved working there when I was in college. And they said, well, if we have a pinch, we might just buzz you. And that's how it went. Hmm. I served my uncle. Served, like I served people that I served 15 years ago that are still going to that, that'd be that'd be weird <laughs> it was a little weird i'm not gonna lie but it was also i mean it was a highlight yeah, yeah. it was super fun yeah. it's tim and jim the chef and sous chef there um we we, mm -hmm. we have all worked together forever wow that was my highlight <laughs> all right yeah back to business uh, <laughs> if you have a birthday shout out please put that in the chat you can email wash ia live at gmail.com uh, anniversaries, upcoming events, anything you'd like to plug, feel free to do so. If you have not done the like and follow, please uh, smash the subscribe <laughs> button <laughs> so you get notified when we uh, when we go live, and you can watch now or later or whenever we do it. Weather, it's cold. Yeah, I was thirty degrees when I got to work, and I hate it. And thirty six, but feels like twenty five. Yeah. Sunny and windy. Yeah, yeah. that's it's brutal. <laughs> We so often skip straight through fall, straight through winter, it seems like, but yeah. well, oh yeah, went to Iowa City, the, took Highway 1. It is beautiful, though. The, the leaves, the change, oh, yeah. it's my favorite. To, went up to Cedar Falls over the weekend, and the, and the drive back was, was pretty and makes it the two hours go by fast. What was the highlight of your Cedar Falls weekend? I don't know if this was a highlight, so my girlfriend had another cave trip because of her science yes. stuff and another going you know, 90 feet down into the earth to swim through caves to collect samples for stuff. Very cool. And so it was the first Saturday I spent, like Saturday morning I spent alone in like six months. And some people would call that codependency. She went off to her yeah. uh, field trip. Yeah. yeah, and it sucked. And some people call that codependency. I just call that loving my girlfriend. And so I just was like, Don't, it was the first time. deal with you. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time I just like had a morning all to myself. I like went out and got coffee by myself and it just felt weird, but was also weirdly nice. I'm, I understand. I'm listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is interesting. Yes. Just to, because it's not your normal routine. No, it wasn't. It was normally just. Normally you're probably. I'm always, yeah, together. I usually have her with me. Well, I'm glad you um, were able to yeah. work through all of it. It was hard, but I got through it. Back to business again. <laughs> uh, police report since we last spoke. 77 calls for service. 21 in the category of traffic. Eight animals, six public service, five fire, five suspicious activity, five arrest warrant, fours for welfare, trespass, and assault, and then we're in the doubles with harassment, disorderly, property recovered. Hey, no property <laughs> lost, though. I don't know That's how good. to tie that together. 
civil theft, and all other. It looks like you pulled four highlights for me. <laughs> this is a good one to start with. We have an animal welfare check. Caller reports there's a large raccoon on her front porch near her live trap, and it will not leave. She thinks may have caught a baby raccoon. So it must have been a, little, a baby raccoon in the small trap. And then the mom was, was trying to save her child? I'm also confused. I thought like springtime was when the animals mm -hmm. uh, would, would be uh, you know, breeding. And why, why would we have baby raccoons in the fall? Am I missing something with the I, I don't I, I don't know enough about raccoons in their in their mating cycles. We'll move on. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Eleven twenty two Easter. Call to request the police for an unknown issue. One hundred three and one hundred six. That's why you pulled it. Yeah, because didn't didn't, didn't say anything. It was just unknown. Yeah. Uh, call reports. Uh, this is on East Second. There's a large amount of broken glass in their yard. 110 responded. It's not evident where the glass came from. The caller has no broken windows. Documentation. Actually, I think I saw this on Facebook. It was oh, like really? a random, like, where's all of this glass come from? I have no broken windows. There's broken glass in my yard. Huh. I can't. The mystery. The mystery. Finally, uh, in the Kyoto area, Keokuk County advised they are on 911 with a female stating she needs an officer to the residence right away and then hung up. Upon callback, someone answered but isn't speaking. 927, 9215, 9219, 9220, and 5411 all responded. Uh, that's. Report to be filed. That would be scary. Like, is it like a horror movie where it's just like breathing over the phone and then. Like, that's what I imagine. I feel like that would be terrifying as an officer oh, going into. Well, I, this is why when. I haven't been pulled over in a long time, and it would be only for speeding, but mm -hmm. uh, learned those basic rules of click the lights on, mm -hmm. have the hands in plain sight on the steering wheel, mm -hmm. roll the window down, use polite words, yep. and uh, recognize that for an officer, like it's always the unknown. Like, exactly. Because and people so, are wild. Yeah, and so going into that situation with just, I need help immediately, and then the calling unknown, them, yeah, yeah. that would be terrifying. So many of the police report today that we have to read between the lines of. Yes. That does conclude our first segment, unless I've missed anything. I think we're good. On this episode of Washington Live, powered by KCTC, stick around. After the break, we'll have our, it's kind of an educator theme. We had Teresa Bean Blossom on our last show and talked about the high school. And now we're going to swing to the other bookend of, of pre-K through second. Although pre-K, I believe, is a different, we'll get into all of that <laughs> in just a little bit with our guest, Mike Marston. We'll see you right after the break. Federation Bank is a locally owned bank providing award-winning customer service. We believe that we are more than just a federation of banks, but a federation of communities serving Brighton, Richland, Wellman, and Washington, Iowa. Federation Bank's highly skilled staff is here to make sure you are able to accomplish your personal and professional goals, whatever they may be. Federation Bank, your family bank. 
Hospice isn't a place, it's a type of care that focuses on living. Servicing a seven-county area, the Hospice of Washington County staff of nurses, social work, hospice aides, spiritual and grief support, volunteers, music and massage therapists are able to provide free end-of-life care where the patient lives. We write wills, give consent for organ donation, but rarely is there a plan for what we would want the final phase of our lives. At Hospice of Washington County, we encourage our patients to be in charge of their health care decisions while maintaining quality of life. Hey, Andrea. <laughs> I was out on a walk the other day and I saw a sign on a business that said, uh, man wanted for robbery. So I went in and applied for a job. <laughs> okay, you're done. Welcome back to Washington Live, powered by KCTC. I'm your host, Jaron Rosina. Producer is Nick Steffens, and we're joined now by our guest today, Mr. Mike Marsden. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely happy to have you. We were just saying, uh, for Mr. Marsden and I, often... We, we know each other less than I know on many of the guests, so we get to start from scratch and, right. and build this conversation yeah. and uh, talk about how uh, you're here and what, what you're doing here. Yeah. Always like to start with a little bit of background. Sure. I did catch a little bit of it. Yeah. Upstate New Yorker. Upstate New Yorker, that's right. Would you tell our viewers how the path led to Washington, Iowa? <laughs> yeah, so I uh, was born and raised upstate New York, and then I got my um, teaching degree from Cortland State, um, Cortland, New York. Um, and I was a PE teacher, so it's a high supply, low demand kind of role. And there, got you. Um, so yeah, so I had a, a roommate from college who had a job down in South Carolina, so I moved on down there. Um, and that's where the love story begins. And, and that's, well, that's where I met my wife, who was also teaching in the same district. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, we just kind of hit it off. And now her family, her parents live in Iowa City. So when we started talking about having kids and having a family, we, we ventured out this, this way. A great place to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Couple questions. So, upstate New York, specifically, what is your hometown? My, my specific hometown is Newport, New York. Very, very small. West Canada Valley uh, Central School. So, what is school. what is small there? Obviously, Washington so is eight thousand people. My graduating class was sixty three kids. Okay. Yeah. And we are a three A, so I had one hundred and twenty five in mine. Yep. Mount Pleasant about the same. I think. Yeah. I think we start with one hundred and sixty. I think it was about one hundred and thirty five by the time we got to senior year. <laughs> yeah. Lost a few. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is the so Iowa? It's one A, two A, three A, four A. What is it in New York? So it's class like it's not it's letter classes so i think mm -hmm. i believe we were class d if i remember correctly um and then you're separated into sections in the state so section three class d i believe it was that's so you've taught in new york you've taught in south carolina and you've taught in iowa mm -hmm. are there big differences state to state are they huge are they small like what uh, what is the different what, what's the difference well, my mainly from my South Carolina experience because I really taught inner city mm. there, so okay. um, it was a very much very different problems that we were dealing with in the inner city community there than we were sure. in I would say more of our rural communities like in where we are here in in upstate New York where I came from. So um, just culturally, so the job is different, different based off the people. Yeah, the the just, well, just culturally, region, you know. yeah, and just you know just different things that you just got to be mindful of with different diversity and cultural groups and things like that. Just you know, whereas you don't run into that as much in Washington or or in upstate New York where I came from. Sure. So it was a big learning curve for me, and I'm glad I had it because you, know, you bring just, a lot. To to the table with exactly, those experiences. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And I referred to it right before we uh, brought you on, but 
the grade that you are so it's not pre what are the what's the <laughs> the, the breakup of the schools now so so uh, Adam Miller was previously the principal of the whole Stewart building so okay. Stewart is uh, everything from three-year-old preschool on up through second grade um, but uh, if anybody knows anything with preschool, it is entirely its own animal, and no. the state has a whole other sepa, separate set of standards and um, reporting and different documentation has to be done. It's a lot of work, just the pre-K piece alone. So Mr. Miller is now just the pre-K principal, and he has a bigger district role as our uh, special education director. So I am fulfilling the, the kindergarten through second grade principal role. Kindergarten through second. Yeah. And then Adam does the other. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, I recall going on a tour and there was a lot of focus in this age group about it's like bullying and kindness as i recall adam uh, mr miller was yeah. spending energy in that way yeah uh, maybe i'm not being the smoothest questioner but <laughs> I'm, how do you spend your time with these kindergarten through second um grade students what is kind of your focus and energy so me this year being brand new a lot of my focus is really just kind of setting up systems for like behaviors and social emotional learning and stuff like that um, for our particular age of students you know i hate to jump right to the word of bullying um, just because right now it's such a developmental age where they don't necessarily know that that's social boundaries, right? Yeah. Sure. So, you know, if I'm upset and I want to communicate something to you, I don't have the words to communicate it yet. So I'm going to whack you. I'm going to whack <laughs> you across the back or something, you know, that's, sure. it's a communication issue where they're still developing. And so, so it's we don't even need to say the word. We just work on the behavior. It's yeah. a very rare occasion where I really feel like it's a true bullying scenario at this age range. I think it's a lot of just social learning and just understanding our peers and how to communicate appropriately. And so that's what we spend a lot of time is trying to teach of like what's an appropriate way to approach that concern or that problem and working through some problem solving and relationship skills that makes total sense yeah. i mean i'm traveling back to when i was young and i um i struggled a little in school not by being like a bad student but right. with exactly that how to communicate and right. i was smart but then i was doing behaviors that were so because i didn't know yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I was behaving in a way that was not mature yeah. but not because i was immature i just didn't know how to channel that energy right so we try to take that and put some learning, those teachable moments we try to take and, and, and show them, you know, what's an appropriate way to address that? Okay, here's what happened. How do we learn from it? Okay, here's how we can handle it different next time. And we do a lot of that. So, yeah. Uh, Teresa Beamblossom and I had that same chat about the teachers that maybe school isn't the thing for some of these kids, but the teacher that makes a huge difference. Oh, absolutely. And uh, pulls the person where they need to be. And I yeah. immediately knew mine. and. That, that kind of leads me to my first question. We're, we're right back to the beginning of background. Um, what was your calling to education? How did you know that was the path for you? What pulled you to the, the work? Um, well, I, I guess kind of a, a long story short, really, I had a, um, I had a rough middle school experience. And so I, when I tried to get into athletics and stuff like that, I was not an athletic kid at that point in time. I wasn't, you know. I was still at home playing with GI Joes, way too, <laughs> way too deep into my childhood. So, so no, I, no, you that's know, fair. We'll yeah, so it. I didn't do a whole lot of like the youth stuff and uh, youth sports and stuff like that. But I had a, uh, I got cut the first time I tried to try out for a basketball team. I got cut from the team. Okay, and I was just absolutely devastated. Of course, and I, the teacher there. You know, what always stood out to me, and I always kind of credit him for kind of steering me down this path. Was you know, rather than just kind of make the cut and you know, move on and, you know, go coach the rest mm -hmm. of his team. He actually rented out the YMCA for a couple of weeks over the winter break. And he had his son come in and just teach us basic fundamentals that I didn't have. And that kind of just set so me on So although you were cut, like you were he set developed. Up some, yeah. Right. He still put that special attention to get us the, the you know, 
the skills that we needed. So I did a lot of skill building over those two weeks, and that just kind of set me on the path and had an excellent athletic career through the rest of my school, and it put me on the path of, okay, well, that was kind of my calling, and so PE kind of felt like the natural thing. Like, how can I find kids that maybe that's the thing for them? And so that's kind of what set me toward toward education. Was basketball your main sport, or did you do all four? I, I was football, basketball, and track. In New York, we didn't have summer sports, so that's a mm-hmm. thing. It's like or, baseball in the summer. That's tennis, crazy, right, to me. Nick? Yeah. Oh uh, no, I was football and baseball. Football and baseball. Yes. Why did I think tennis? Uh, I play because I play tennis now. Oh, that's why. That's why. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, so yeah, PE that following uh, <laughs> made me think. You mentioned something funny about your you have a fourth grader. Yeah, and the path might be uh, being a lawyer. That, yeah, I was <laughs> telling Mike how I landed into restaurants, but thought I was going to go to law school. And what did your boy say? So he said, uh, "Well, I want to be a lawyer." And we asked him why, and he said, "Well, because." I just get to talk and I make money. <laughs> like I can do that. <laughs> well, it might be a little bit more to it than that, but yeah, essentially you're not wrong. <laughs> well, and Nick said, "Like, hey, this is the job." I was going to say, study digital media. So I, I speak and get money for yeah. it. So, so you have a fourth grader. How? What other yeah. family? So I've got a fourth grader, uh, Will, and then uh, my son Clark is in third grade, and then my daughter Rose is actually at Stewart. She's at for, in first grade. Will, um, Clark, and Rose. Rose. Yep, Rose. You, yep, yep. And then Rose. My, I'm sorry. Rose. Yep. And then my wife Linda. Um, is uh, staying at home, but she's actually subbing in the district a little bit. So, so. very busy. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. Um, we're going to go to break, but okay. we'll uh, pick yep. up right where we left off right. in just a moment on this episode of Washington Live. Maybe we'll talk about some of the other goings-ons at this school. <laughs> We've uh, had a great start to our, our chat, and we'll pick it up in just a moment on this episode. See you in a second. Since 1905, Kelowna Cooperative Technology Company has helped our community stay connected with the latest advancements in clear, dependable telecommunications services. KCTC provides rural Iowans with access to high-speed fiber internet, as well as phone, television, computer repair, and cybersecurity solutions. We're also proud supporters of local organizations and area schools within the community. KCTC, keeping Kelowna connected. Auto Group, we put our customers' needs first and understand that everyone is as different as the vehicle they select. We offer new Ford, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Jeep, Chrysler, Dodge, and Ram vehicles in a friendly environment that puts you in the driver's seat. When it comes to service, we maintain factory-trained technicians and competitive pricing. The Capper Auto Group still believes that service after the sale provides the best customer experience. Come see the Capper experience for yourself. Uh, welcome back to Washington Live, powered by KCTC. I'm your host, Jaron Rosine. I'm joined in the studio by our producer, Nick, and our guest today, Mr. Mike Marsden. Welcome back. So on the break, we got all excited in combo about politics. Would you basically just share what you just shared on the break? You're, yeah. We're talking I, about your family structure. Yeah, yeah. So I was just sharing, you know, my wife was a former high school um, science teacher. And so when we um, decided to have a family, 
you know, she's 110% to whatever she does. So she decided I'm going to put it toward our kids and our family instead of teaching. But in the meantime, still wanting some sort of social outlet, she mm-hmm. started going to city council meetings and not everyone is wired like that. I love this. <laughs> needed an outlet, goes to council meetings, gets elected yeah. or appointed to the city council. Yeah. And, well, and, it, and it's hard to know, you know, when you come to a new town to just kind of understand the way things operate in that town. And so it was like, well, let me just figure out what's going on. So she went to city council anyway. So she got appointed when there was an opening and then ran for election. And she spent a year and a half or so on, on city council before we moved. Which so. led to my question. I'm like, oh, wait, like, is this going to be a thing maybe for <laughs> this area? And you said it's not out of the question. Not out of the question. I think our, our main uh, focus right now is just kind of getting and get the kids settled and make sure we're all adjusted. And, you know, we're still we've I mean, we just moved into our house on August 10th. So we've <laughs> barely been here two months. Oh, my goodness. No one. Well, we said the same thing as uh, Nick booked to you. And I know you are a busy guy. Uh-huh. Um, you mentioned today you've been able to carve out this piece of time, but you have back-to-back meetings. What is your focus so today? We are, so we're doing professional development goals. So all of our staff like develop a goal for here's what we're going to try to learn by the end of the year so that it'll you know, you know, better impact our students. Mm-hmm. So we have a professional development goal. So every 15 minutes, I've got 15-minute intervals where I'm meeting with teachers and going through their goal for the year. So, so this is your day today, but this is probably not a typical day. No, no, this no. Yeah, we'll do this now, and then um, for some, depending on how long their goal is, we may do a mid-year check, and then the end of the year. So, really, three times a year, I'll kind of go through and just review our professional development goals, how we're going, are we meeting the goal, and that sure. sort of thing. So, what is a typical day like for you? We Teresa and I chatted about a typical <laughs> day in the high school, and she mentioned her morning routine and how she focuses and what she can and can't miss and how often she has to pivot based off of whatever's happening. Yeah. Uh, what's your routine, may I ask? Um, so really right now, so I come in in the morning and it's it's really, I try to get try to get as many emails as I can before I get bombarded with different things happening through the day. So try to get emails done in the morning and then, um, you know, announcements. I have a few students that I check in with in the morning, just kind of like a, hey, how we doing? We've got, they've got some personal goals that they're working toward. Sure. We talk about how we're gonna work toward that. Um, you know, it's the, one of the things that I like about the job so much is that it's not the same thing every day. Like I don't have a typical, like every day, this is exactly how my day runs. Well, so that, that might lead right into what I was thinking when <laughs> the, what you love most about the job and what's the most challenging about the job. Yeah. It sounds like you're leading into what you love most. Yeah. Anything you'd like to expand it, it, it's, on? It's a double-edged sword. It's, I like the, the, uh, the, the differences day to day, but sometimes that is a challenge because sometimes, you know, you never know what's going to come up next. And so there's an ever growing checklist of things that need to get accomplished mm-hmm. and there's constant interruptions and meetings that have to be set. And so also making sure that you have time to get the things that need to be done done. So it so, cuts both ways. Yeah, yeah it cuts both ways. But I do like that it's not the same because I can get, you know, I get a little bored with, you know, it's the same totally follow over I and think, over. Yeah. I think that's yeah. why the restaurant industry pulled me back. I thought I would leave it, but then yeah. it, 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 for that very reason too, the, yeah. the constant changes. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. But I also love, you know, just building systems is like a, a thing that I really like, like learning okay, a new way of kind of trying to approach things and how do we systematically go about putting that together within the building. So, so you're a lot, you like the logic and strategy and yeah. And just kind of a very, like trying to set up a clear view of like how we approach whatever the issue is in a very systematic step-by-step, very clear routine for everybody. You came from Keokuk. Were you in an administrative role in Keokuk as Yeah, well? so I was an administrator seven years before I came here. So okay. um, I, my first year, I was a, an assistant principal. Cool. And then the very next year, I moved up to head principal, and I was there for 
three years just at our K3 building. Mm -hmm. And then I took on, in addition to that, a second building was a preschool. So that was I, a lot. So I was running two different buildings um, in my last my last district. Well, I look forward to seeing what comes from your time here as yeah, you yeah. settle in. It's just been two months, so yeah. brand spanking new. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. On that note, before we play our birthday game, which we'll transition <laughs> to, um, yeah, we talked a lot of background, and I loved it. Is there anything about the school or that our viewers would like to know about the um, the focus at the at the school right now, anything yeah. going on? Well, I, I think one of our biggest things right now for our staff is we're introducing a whole new math curriculum. Um, okay. And so, you know, you probably hear a lot about new math and, mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm telling you. Get a lot of those responses, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and really it's just a, uh, it's a different way of thinking about math in the sense that, you know, for our kids, especially at our age, you know, the, pr the end product is far less important than the, process do our students understand how to manipulate numbers and how to work with numbers so that they can apply that later on to more difficult questions sure. whereas you know in our i'm assuming your upbringings too is much more black and white like their answer is right or the answer is wrong and you no, know the we process supposed, was less important. that's where i struggled that's why i was about to twist off the showing the work was so important yeah. but i struggled sometimes in how to show the work but i yeah. came to the conclusion i couldn't right. explain how my mind worked <laughs> right but it was a constant battle i'm thinking right. of mr davis right now <laughs> <laughs> so our conversations even with yeah. our, our preschoolers and kindergartners it's really like okay like explain your thinking so mm -hmm. our kids are talking through the way they're thinking through problems awesome. right now instead of just saying i got the answer the answer is this they're really explicitly explaining how they got there and sharing different ideas of how they got there with their class when are you introducing this math curriculum at what we're in it right now we're in it we're in it right now so this is year one of doing it so we go through um and we're, we're just kind of going step by step there's a lot to it so you know I've kind of stressed to our teachers, like, we don't have to have 100% of this perfect right mm -hmm. away, like, bite off small chunks. We'll all work, or work together. Yep, yep. yep. This is, this will be a long-term implementation of trying to get every aspect of this correct. We don't need to put the pressure on ourselves to get it perfect right off the top. How does, and this gets a little nitty-gritty, but mm -hmm. this type of curriculum mm -hmm. is developed. How does it, where does this development take place? At places like Pearson and Iowa City, or who's... Yeah, building how we're teaching. Like, where's this coming from? Good question. Uh, I don't know exactly. So our, it's called illustrative math. I'm not exactly sure which company off the top of my head develops it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, they put a lot of research into these and then they start shopping these products out the districts. And so um, there's... Lots, Are we like a beta of, situation in Washington now, or this is the oh no, th this is this is the this is kind of what all of the math programs are going to now. So my, my previous school district, we adopted a different one. It was called Bridges, very much the same type of approach to math. So all of the math curriculums are really going in this direction, um, and there are lots of them. I think we shopped about sixteen different curriculums oh, wow. last year uh, or two years ago before we implemented the new one. So there's a lot of them out there, and just a lot of different research companies putting stuff together and trying to make it something that's marketable and manageable for teachers and also applicable to students. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe this is what Nick needed. Uh, uh, Sam, I need to enroll and <laughs> go back for my math skills. <laughs> this yeah. is what was missing. Yeah. Oh, no, it's been super fun. Thank yeah. you for uh, yeah. joining today and having this uh, meandering chat, partly, <laughs> partly me and my, my focus. Um, we've also asked you here to play uh, the birthday game, yeah. which we told you about. Uh, that Nick puts celebrity birthdays up, and we guess ages as mm -hmm. a nice, light way to end the show. Yep. I do have some birthdays to uh, wish. Several. Ryan Persinger had a birthday. Steve McLean. Tom McNamara. Belated birthdays to Eric Hundley, Gabe Crawl, and my classmate, Courtney Nupp. Happy birthday. 
And now we will do our celebrity birthdays <laughs> as we close out this episode of Washington Live. What do you have for us, Nick? Okay, uh, so I'm going to put a celebrity whose birthday is day on the screen. You okay. guess their age. If you're within three years, you get a point. If you're right on, you get two. Okay. I only have three birthdays uh, today. I'm also bad. <laughs> <laughs> if, and you're if like, you like, win, if you're you right on, you only get two? Two points if, if you, you land oh, right man. on the age. Okay. Yeah. And there is, uh, you want to show the... Oh, a, trink, a trophy. Oh, map. nice. Uh, okay. I would say uh, yes. Teresa took one to her office. It's a <laughs> conversation piece. <laughs> okay. So there's only only three today. Take it away. Okay. I guess the national day is, is National Pasta Day. Almost national forgot National Pasta, pasta Day. So eat some Perfect. pasta. Uh, first up, we have uh, the rapper Eminem. Yeah, I'm like, I recognize. Or Marshall Mathers. Thank you. I was just trying to wreck... So the, the formal <laughs> name. Uh, what, okay. If you'd like to go first, or I'll go second on the first on the second one. Forty-six. Forty-six for you. Okay, I'll do. Oh, let's see. I'm thirty. I'll do forty-five. He actually turns the big five zero today. Oh 50. wow! We are not getting points on the board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there's only two more. So if we, why, yeah, let's yeah see hopefully we next. get some points. Uh, next up is Felicity Jones. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to rec- think. Theory of Everything, the Stephen Hawking biopic, okay. uh, Rogue One, Star Wars movie. Okay. Why am I blinking? Uh, the Da Vinci Code movies. I liked the Theory of Everything. That was it. Was uh, well she's in Inferno in the with Tom Hanks? Uh, I'm trying to think about. That's all the movies I can remember off the top of my head. Well, so I Darren, you're first. I'm first on this. I'll go 42. 42. 34. 34? Uh Uh-oh. We've got a spread on... She is thirty nine. So Jaren, oh, just you get a point. You got a point. Oh, I got oh, one. Yeah. Did you okay. get a point as well? Yeah. Nope. No. I'm on the board with one. Okay. So uh, this is the the last one. One. We can see if we can tie it. Uh, we have. Where is he at? Alan Jackson, uh, the famed country singer. Um, uh, gosh. Um, I'm gonna say sixty eight. I'll do sixty five. He is 64, so Jaren, you get another point. <laughs> Finish out. This is the best you've done in a hot minute. And you said you weren't good at this. <laughs> Today, I guess I did. <laughs> Teresa and I had like five birthdays, and I think we both walked away with like a single point. It was, <laughs> it was not it was good. Pretty, it was rough. Well, I was in the right decade. And this is very, obviously very trivial. It's not the most important part of the day, but it's a nice way to end the yeah. episode. Thank you yeah. again for joining yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And thank you for watching. If you haven't hit like and uh, follow, please do that. And we'll see you soon. And we'll see Zach Rosmus from County Conservation uh, later this week as well. Thanks for watching Washington Live.